when and when I said, uh, of course I could do a full, I did a half. It's just twice as long. Dizruns Radio episode 1042 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Tailwind, which is the fuel that I choose to use. Boy, can we keep rhyming that? I don't think so. It's the fuel that I use on race day. Uh, if you've been around for a while, you know that I t- tend to do most of my runs fasted, but on race day when I want a little extra extra pep, a little extra kick, a little extra boost to get me to that finish line and hopefully get there in the time that I'm aiming for. Uh, Tailwind is my go-to. A little extra shot, sometimes a little extra shot with some caffeine, which is a win-win as far as I'm concerned. But uh, it just it just works for me. And uh, if it works for you, and you you know you're a Tailwind user, next time you go to stock up, don't be afraid to use the link dizruns.com/tailwind. It's just an affiliate link. I don't have any coupon codes. Sorry, uh, but that takes you right to the Tailwind site. And whatever whatever you get, whether you're a green tea buzzer or a mandarin oranger, or you like the variety pack or whatever, whatever your flavor of choice happens to be, you load up on it. I get a couple of shekels of a kickback. No extra cost to you. Kind of a win-win. If you're looking to try some new fueling options, if you haven't tried Tailwind before, give it a shot. Give it a shot. I'm not going to say that it works for everybody, although I do think it tends to be pretty tame in terms of gut reactions. But hey, there is no there is no perfect product, right? There is no perfect one-size-fits-all works for everybody. But if you haven't tried Tailwind before, you like having some liquid calories, I think it's a good product. It's a good product. I'm a fan. Uh, if you want flavor recommendations, let me know. Like I said, the green tea buzz pretty legit for the caffeine style of things. The Mandarin Orange is not not too bad as well, uncaffeinated. Um, and if you really want a little, if you really want to blow your mind, mix up a Mandarin Orange, mix up a lemon lime or a lemon. I think it's just a, maybe just a lemon. And then, uh, you know, maybe a little half and half of that, kind of the orange lemon. Mm, that's some good stuff. That is some good stuff right there. Anyway, get all your Tailwind supplies, all, all of your fueling needs. If, if Tailwind's your jam, uh, stock up, help the show, disruns.com slash Tailwind. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is a lady that I've been connected with on Twitter for what, what feels like, I don't know how long, like forever. I feel like there's been random back and forths and likes and comments and this and that's on run chats and other places for years. Um, and only finally... Are we actually getting together for a proper chat? Uh, and I'm, as always, looking forward to it. But again, you know, somebody that I feel like I've been connected with for a while, looking forward to uh, really diving in and, and learning more about herself, her running, and who knows what else we'll get to as we go. So uh, let's just, you know, get the get the party started by welcoming Ms. Jen Burke to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Jen. Looking forward to it. Hey, that's me. Uh, I've been looking forward to this, too. It's too much fun. Good, good, good. Hopefully, hopefully you'll say that at the end. You know, it's, it's one thing to say it's too much fun at the beginning. Hopefully, it'll still be too much fun when we all when we wrap this thing up. But uh, y'all, if you want to connect with Jen, if you haven't done so already, Instagram and Twitter uh, are two great places, and it's a, it's one of those similar handles, but not quite exactly the same handles in both places. So pay attention 
although we've got you covered in the show notes as per usual. Uh, on Instagram, it's at for running out loud, all one word, F-O-R-R-U-N-N-I-N-G-O-U-T-L-O-U-D, for running out loud. On Twitter, it's also for running out loud, except loud is just L-D. Got to, you know, you only have so many spaces on Twitter, only have so many characters. Sometimes you got to cut things a little bit short. So it's at for running out L-D on Twitter. Um, again, pretty, pretty close. I mean, very close, pretty self-explanatory one way or the other. But if you're confused, disruns.com slash 1042, disruns.com slash 1042 will get you back to the show notes, photos, links, the whole nine as per usual. Uh, so you can connect with Jen on your social media platform of choice. So Jen, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with uh, something of a, of a simple question. Sometimes it's an easy answer. Sometimes it's a no brainer. Sometimes it's a head scratcher because there's a lot of good, good options out there, but one way or the other, it's a good place to start the conversation. It's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? And I was thinking about that and I'm one of those obsessive compulsive possibly people i like the nice round number of 10 mm. so uh i really like 10ks and 10 milers and i've done them both if and you, if uh, you had to pick ten, one or the other yeah uh probably well the 10ks so far okay over the 10 milers 10 milers are a little bit long um but the 10ks i feel like um you get your money's worth out of the race and uh, you know, a 5k, that's, that's a training run. You know, I do that so many times during the week and you know, normally I only do a 5k is if I really like the metal cause I'm a <laughs> right. metal whore. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I like the 10k's because it's longer distance and also they're normally a lot more unique mm. because the 10k's that I've done, I've done like the Reds run for home 10K and that has a finish line at home plate in Great American Ballpark. So I get to run on the field right. at Great American Ballpark and that's a beautiful stadium too. So I love that place. And then uh, one of the last live races I did before the great unpleasantness <laughs> was the Skyway 10K mm. in uh, Tampa Bay area, which runs over the Skyway Bridge. And that's the only, it's not a pedestrian bridge at all. So the only time you're allowed to be on it is during that race. And so 10Ks normally have a lot more interesting, um, uh, just race atmospheres. Right. And that's, that's why I go for them more. Yeah. I, I, um, feel like I've said this a few times, especially pretty much every time somebody mentions the 10K as their favorite race, it's, it, it's a distance that I really enjoy, um, but I feel like sometimes, I mean, and maybe it's just because I'm not really that willing to drive too far sometimes, but it's like, there's like one or two 10 Ks per, per year down here. It likes like right here yeah. in, in the, in, in my area, but I feel like you could, you could throw a stone and find three, five Ks a weekend, but it's just like, yeah. you know, one or two 10 Ks. So, um, I wish that, I wish that there were more of them, mm-hmm. but at the same time, maybe too. if there were more of them, it would take, it take some of the luster away. Cause then you could do them all. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those, you never know which, how it's going to shake out. Yeah, uh, you're right. There are so many 5Ks, and normally they're associated with um, uh, uh, some sort of cause. Uh, I had my running club actually put together uh, Stride Over Stigma, which was a a mental health awareness uh, 5K that was going towards a fund because, unfortunately, we lost a teenager. Mm. And it was... uh, a heartbreaking situation is mainly because of mental health. 
So it is just trying to get that stigma away from mental health uh, and being able to talk about it. And so we've raised a lot of money just for that cause. Yeah, and, and that's and, and uh, as, as I may have said once or twice, the 5K is definitely not my favorite distance to race for, for you know, just because it's hard and fast and you just hammer from the beginning. But for the right cause, yeah, let's, let's throw down or, or just, you know, maybe just go out there and just cruise and have, have, have it be part of a longer run or whatever the case might be. But still, supporting a good cause, never, never anything wrong with that. And, and I guess that's one area where I, I have to give it to the 5K. Um, it's, it's as good of a, you know, cause supporter as, as you get because it, it, you know, it's open to just about anybody, walker, runner, anywhere yes. in between. Um, anybody can, can do that and, you know, find it, find a cause to support, or, you know, like you said, you don't have to look that hard. You can usually find a cause and, and, a, and a race that's supporting it. Um, and you're good to go, you know, at, at just about any, any point. So Jen, how'd you get started yes. running? How long have you been, how long have you been running? I mean, like I said, we've been connected on oh. Twitter for long enough that I know it hasn't been just, uh, just the last couple of days that you started running, but, uh, how'd you get started in the sport? I have always wanted to run. I've always felt like it has been possible. Like anybody could do it. And I don't know why uh, I thought that um, I would, my, my biggest inspiration when I was growing up was probably Flojo mm. and this amazing fast woman, you know, and watching her in the Olympics and just like, I, I could do that. Uh, but I didn't do anything in high school because I was on the dance team. Mm. And so that took up a lot of my time and, you know, being a high schooler, I didn't have a lot of other things that I wanted to do. Um, but then I went to college and my RA, Deb, who's one of the sweetest, most approachable, encouraging persons I've ever met, was an avid religious runner, like getting up at 430 in the morning and doing that. No, you know, more power to her. I loved her, but no. That's impressive for a college student to be getting up oh. wicked early to go running. Like that's. Yeah. It's impressive enough as an adult to get up at 4.30 to go running, let alone when you're in, in college and you got things to do and you don't go to bed until 2 o'clock right. in the morning most uh, nights. Yeah, especially as an RA with the extra responsibilities that yeah. she had. So she knew all the good routes. And being you know a female runner, knowing the, the safest routes and the best routes uh, was what encouraged me to finally start and, and get it going. And so I did it. For, oh gosh, it's probably almost seven or eight years that I was just running on my own. Mm. And I never did any races. Races scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was like, I can't, why would I do that? Those, I'm, not, I'm not as good as those people. Or I couldn't, I don't know that I could finish all of that and, you know, be worthy of the medal. And I don't know why. I, I was so scared of it, but I was for the longest time. And then I finally just bit the bullet and just like, I, I can do this. I can, I can do a race. And I had friends who was doing the mini in Indianapolis, which is the half marathon in May. Mm -hmm. And it's once again, unique experiences. And part of that course is running around on the two and a half mile track at the speedway. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> that was the biggest reason that I did it. And so I, I, my first race was a half marathon. Mm -hmm. I didn't even like, try the five K's or, or any other distance. My first race was a half marathon and I was 
naive going into it. I didn't respect any of the training or any of the long runs. <laughs> and so um, I ran it and I could barely stand up straight for the rest of the day. But uh, after that, it, that's when I hooked onto it. I was like, okay, I can do this better. I can, I can run more. I can train, respect the training runs. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And so that, that's when I started doing more races. Gotcha. But almost a decade after I started running. Um, so, so as, as is often the case, and I feel like I say this more episodes than not like one answer, like six follow-up questions. So then it's which, which one do you, do you go with and, and may, may or may not ever get back to any of the other ones. Um, but, uh, I, I, I don't necessarily know the best way to say this other than it's finally good to have somebody, um, that I talked to that runs a bigger race as one of their first races or their very first race that didn't respect the training and had it be a disaster because that's exactly what it was for, for me. Um, and, and I've, I've told the story a few times, but my, my, fr- I, I ran a five, I guess I ran a 10 K cause I needed to get seated. Cause my first real quote unquote real race was a Disney marathon. Right. So you had to have a 10 oh, K yeah. to get, you get your corral placement. Um, but you know, I mean, just talk about untrained. I think my longest training run was maybe 14 miles. It was like the week before the race. And, and I was legitimately oh. thinking that I was going to be fine. Like I ran more than half. Yeah. So if halfway, like I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> Um, so I can, I can totally relate to the, not really knowing what you're getting yourself into training, like, eh, whatever, I'll be fine. And, and, uh, things not going, uh, quite, quite to plan, but it sounds like coming out of that first, you know, as I heard it coming out of that first race, like, like, all right, well, yes, this was tough. And, 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 you know, I was underprepared, but like, almost sounded like you kind of enjoyed, enjoyed it enough to stick with it as opposed to me where I was like, this is dumb this is stupid. I will never do this again. And, you know, of course you never say never. And, and here we are, but, um, you know, was, was there a gap between finishing and this being, you know, hurting and being miserable and I, and I, I want to do more of this or really was it like kind of that, like this was a learning experience, but I enjoyed it enough that I want to do it again. Yeah. Uh, it was a learning experience and I immediately wanted to sign up for the next one to do better. Just a glutton for punishment. And- eh? Well, no, not even that. I I was like, okay, if I can do a half, I could totally do a full. Oh, all right. Now you're speaking my yeah. language. That's, that's, that's about where, you know, okay. So that's what I did the next time. I signed up for the mini again mm-hmm. to do better. And I think I just, I don't know, maybe five minutes, few minutes, not, not much difference. And then I signed up for the Chicago Marathon. <laughs> okay, okay. And that was the last year that you could actually just go on the website and sign up for it. Sign up, right. 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 And then the year after that was when they had so many people trying to sign up once the registration opened that it crashed the system. And then the year later, they started doing the lottery. Ah, yes. So The the good old days when the price increases actually mattered because, like, you could register for a race, especially a big race like that, a a Mm -hmm. month before without any problem. Right. Yeah, I don't even remember how much time I that race sold out. And I can't remember how much time before the race, but it was after registration opened, mm-hmm. like a, a little while's after. Right. So yeah, it was still there was still time. I think it was right at that. Do you remember how it was? Eh, you know, decent amount of people coming in for even majors, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it boomed. Oh yeah. And you couldn't get into anything. Yep. That was right about that point. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, 
looking at the the first the first half versus the Chicago, whatever we t- talking a couple years later, a year later, something like that. Yeah, just about two years later. Okay. Um, obviously, like you said, the first the first half, so learning experience, you respecting the training more, like like trying to to be probably a little bit more consistent. Um, other than the obvious of ex- expecting the, or respecting the training and, and running twice as far for Chicago as we ran in, in these two half marathons in, in Indianapolis, um, you know, any, any, you like, I guess what was the, what was the buildup like for Chicago? I mean, it's still a lot of uncharted territory, a lot of longer, I'm assuming probably some longer runs than you'd ever done before. Yeah. Um, you know, were you, were you regretting at all the decision to, to jump into a marathon relatively quickly or, or did it go pretty well? Like, like how is that, that process of that maybe the two year window or at least that, that handful of months leading up to Chicago. Um, how did that go for you? Uh, it was harder for me because I hated at that point being on a treadmill. Mm. And so I was trying to find areas around my home to run and I was out in the County and being on the County roads is dangerous and, but I still tried to get in as many of the longer runs as I could. Um, still wasn't like 100% prepared and trained. You know, I felt like I could always do better. So I always tried to find a, a run to be able to do better. So um, it ended up being a lot slower than I wanted it to. But um, it was fine because it was Chicago and I finished. So, uh I, I loved being in the city. It's, Chicago means a lot to me. Is, and is that why that was like the marathon that was on your, you know, like, was, was that intentional then to make that be the first marathon? No, oh. <laughs> because there was when, and when I said, uh, of course I could do a full, I did a half. It's mm-hmm. just twice as long. So I was like, where could I go? Oh yeah. The Boston marathon. That's popular. So I looked it up. Yeah, I was a little naive about that kind of thing. I had no idea the, that it, it was that competitive and that difficult to get into Boston. And I'm not sure if New York was already sold out or they were already in the lottery. Um, but I, that's when I found Chicago and it was still open and available. And so that's and it's also closer to me, but also a lot of meaning to me because that's where my father was born and raised. So a lot of Christmases up in Chicago. Um, But yeah, actually Chicago is like my third choice. Hey, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you, you, you back into something and it turns out to be a a good situation, whether you, you know, planned it out or or not. Um, But yeah, you know, talk about being, being naive, like uh, about Boston, you know, it's, it's, I feel like that's one of those things where when you're involved in the running community enough, it feels like it's, well, yeah, no kidding. But we were all there at one point, you know, like like there was all a point when, when A, we didn't even know about the Boston Marathon. And then when right. we first heard about it, like, oh, that would be a cool race to run. Not realizing that, like, you have right. to, like, what do you mean qualify for? Like, can't I just sign, like, you know, like, it's just one of those, I feel like, and there's a lot of those examples in, in all areas of life where you don't know until you know. And then once you know, you're like, well, God, why was I thinking? Well, you, you, you weren't, like, you didn't know. So, you know, it is what it is. Not at all. Yeah. It's not something you really chat about i i guess it's strange i figured i'd know more about it being in the running community for that long mm-hmm. but hey nope i didn't it's what it is 
it, it sounds like a little bit. And, and again, you know, I've, I've been wrong on feel things that I feel like I'm hearing and, and maybe it's not the case. Um, but it sounds like you enjoyed even, especially in, the, in those, those first few races, enjoyed racing um, quite a bit. And I guess where I'm going with this is, you know, for the first seven, eight years of not racing at all. And again, maybe you don't know what you don't know. Um, but, but did getting involved in races really be like, was that really a thing that kind of motivated you and, and, and that you really enjoyed right from the get go? Again, it sounds like it, but just, just curious. I did just, I loved it. The, the start line and all the people and all the excitement and everybody, you know, jumping around, dancing around, you know, stretching out, working, and just knowing that, you know, 20,000 people were there, all the same goal of finishing a race. That, to me, and and just being around each other, you know, not, I have been lucky enough to have uh, good races. I don't know how many I've run, somewhere two dozen, maybe more. I never had a DNF. And I've never been seriously enough injured from anything. And I don't even know how I've done that. Right. I think the worst, I, I strained my ACL during my last half marathon. No, my last uh, mini marathon in Indy. Hmm. And that was painful. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did that happen? If you, if you don't mind me asking. And if you do mind me asking, tell me and I'll move on. Oh, no. Um, I was almost halfway done with the race and I saw a friend of mine and I was so excited to see her and I was talking to her and I, I think I just turned around wrong to say something to her before I passed her and coming out and that was on the track and coming out of the track, it's like literally left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get on back onto the main road for the course. And it was right at that point that excruciating pain right at the ACL and I knew what it was immediately and I still had a 5k to go mm-hmm. and wow my it, I would have done probably 10 no probably 5 to 10 minutes better if I hadn't slowed down tremendously at the end of that just so I wouldn't break out crying because mm-hmm. of how painful it was wow. I'm glad it wasn't wasn't any worse. Did it, did it keep you on the shelf for a while or were you, did you, did you really dodge the bullet coming out of the race that you could kind of get back into the routine relatively quickly? I, I dodged a bullet because I did a marathon five months later. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, we'll take that. Yeah. That's, you know, knock yeah. on, knock on wood. Hopefully those, those are some streaks that can continue, you know, no DNFs, yeah. no injuries, or at least nothing major enough to, to really put a, you know, a, a, a damper on things. That's, that's everybody's, everybody's ambition. Um, yeah. but doesn't always, doesn't always work out like that. Um, and, and especially for you, if, if, if I've got my facts straight and it's never a assured thing that I've got my facts straight. Um, but you've got a big race coming up this fall, right? Is, did I, did I see that correctly? Yes. I'm so excited. Running, I'm, running New York city. I'm running New York. I'm, I, I've been trying to get into New York since 2016 and finally uh what i actually did was i signed up for the virtual mm. for last year mm-hmm. with team for kids and so i just did a small little fundraising it was 700 dollars to fundraise for them mm-hmm. and do a virtual marathon which i just mapped out my monumental marathon that i did in indianapolis in november 
and that's all I needed. And that gave me a, a, a secured um, spot for this year. Yeah. And I had my email come in and they were like, here's your code to get in. And I registered when the lottery opened and yeah, I just, I'm so excited. There's just so many things. And I've been to New York a few times and I've had friends run New York and I have more friends running this year with New York. I think I have at least half a dozen people that I'm going to see. I also am friends with the um, director of volunteer services for New York Roadrunners. And so she's going to be my, like my guide right. for the week. Right. Oh my God. Inside scoop. I, that's helpful. I'm yeah. And she's already given me ideas and she's like, you need to do the Abbott 5k too, because that's, I think it goes by the UN and it goes into the, uh, the park as well, which is a finish line for mm-hmm. the, the marathon. Yeah. To, this has been a, a, a crazy, incredible year. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, it, it it almost makes me think or, or wish that we would have bumped into each other enough to do this, you know, in no, in late November, or early December, so we could talk about it. But you know, maybe yeah. we will circle back and do it again. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, that that process of of getting in, which um, you're certainly not the only person who took advantage of the virtual option and and how that guaranteed entry and and things of that nature. Um, you know, to, I, I guess if, if there's going to be one silver lining in the pandemic of which, you know, nothing personal, but people getting into New York City, it's probably not worth the whole pandemic situation. But, you know, you play the hand you're dealt and you, and you make it work. Um, but but how did you find a, a virtual marathon? It's something that, that I've done a, a few times is going out and like, hey, we're just going to run 26 miles today because apparently I have nothing better to do with my life for five hours and just go out and cruise for 26 miles by myself on the streets that I run every day anyway. Um, how how. how was it as much of a slog for for you as it as it has been for me the times I've done it, or was it was it pretty uh, enjoyable, or at least as enjoyable as twenty six miles twenty six point two miles can be? It it wasn't too bad. It was in November in Indiana, and that's always a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was freezing in the morning, and I was grumpy and unhappy then. But um, I uh, met up with a, a couple of running friends and we just probably and actually for the last like six or seven miles of that we just walked and talked mm-hmm. walked and talked and I got it done and I got it a little over the length that I needed to and that's all I needed to be able to register that on Strava and there you go job done job done yeah. nice, to, nice to have company for those especially towards the end because I've I've done it the the opposite way somewhat un- unintentionally, but you know, sometimes, again, sometimes you just got to take things as they work themselves out, but it's like having, having company for the first 15 miles and then trying to run the last 11 plus by yourself. Um, especially if you don't pay, if you pace it more, according to, we're only running 15 miles with the person you're running with. That's, uh, not the ideal way to do a, right. a, a virtual or a, a, you know, a solo marathon just, just because. Right. So, you know, again, I mean, you kind of already mentioned it, look, really looking forward to, to New York and kind of having the inside scoop. But what are you what are you looking forward to most about about the race that's still, you know, six, six plus months, I guess seven months almost away um, at this point? Like, obviously excited, but like anything, anything in particular about New York, the race itself that, that really has you uh, excited? The thing that 
I, I've noticed about the difference between Chicago and New York, and maybe I'm wrong, but when, I've done Chicago twice, and neither time do I recall like a big deal opening ceremony like I think they do at New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have every, a lot of things at the expo, and I, also, I always do expo as early as possible because there's a lot of people. Right. And especially trying to get in with the COVID restrictions this time was a nightmare. But I, I think with New York, they, they had this these amazing, incredible fireworks and opening ceremony. And I, I had a friend running one year and he was showing me the openings. And I almost started crying because of how the energy that you could feel that was there and how it felt and all these ideas and goals i think is it fifty thousand people something like that That's, just i it's mean just crowded just <laughs> just, <laughs> but just having that kind of energy from that many people i love it that i i guess i'm an extrovert i don't know i i call myself an introverted extrovert like i'll talk to anybody anytime about anything but if i can stay home under my blankie i'm happy too so is I, I get so much energy from that many people. And so I think that's the biggest thing. It will be the biggest um, race I've ever done. Yeah. Well, I think, I think for most people it it would be, or has been, you know, if you've done it, it's probably the biggest race you've ever done. And if, if you're thinking about it, it's probably going to be outside of, a couple other, other ones that are, are pretty big, or at least in that, in that same ballpark, I feel like comrades is probably pretty close to it. Maybe it even be more than that. I don't know. And now I'm talking out of my, rear end because I'm not saying things I'm not entirely sure about, but yeah, as far as, as far as road marathons go, I think it's, I think it's pretty much the biggest. Um, so Chicago a couple times, mm-hmm. New York, mm-hmm. is there, mm-hmm. is there some, uh, ambition of, of, you know, get collecting four other stars at some point down, down the, uh, down the road? Yes, there is. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, definitely something that I am working towards Okay. and I don't even remember, Actually, I think I was looking at London uh, when I was looking at the other marathons because I saw what it took to get into Boston. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're not qualifying, then it's through charity and the charity amount is just wow. Yeah. London's the same way. But then also I'm international, so I wouldn't even be able to do the charity. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't think I'm wrong about that. I think that's just for uh England, uh, Great Britain residents. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's for international runners. And getting into London is just as hard because I tried to get into London the same year that I tried. So it was about 2016 mm-hmm. when I tried to get into New York and got rejected from that. Well, getting into London is just as hard yeah. because I was going through a travel agency and they have a lottery too for their mm-hmm. spots. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get into that. So that was a frustrating year. <laughs> I just got to just got to keep throwing the name in the hat and, and you know, mm-hmm. hope that uh, trust that at some point you'll get picked. Just hopefully you don't get picked for like all of the lotteries in the same year, because that's that's like the other like like that. Like on one hand, it sounds awesome. But on the other hand, it's like, damn, that's that's a lot. If all of a sudden you're doing London in the spring and, and you know, Berlin, Berlin in the fall in the- and then potentially yeah. Tokyo and whatever that one's like February, January or something, something like that. Maybe the following spring, or I don't know, whatever the dates are. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it's just like, yeah. I could be a, I could be a busy, lots of, tra- lots of flyer miles, lots of travel. Um, but it would be a awesome story to be able to tell 10 years from now. Yeah. I'm, um, 
trying to get myself set up for London 23. So hopefully Good that's, luck. that's my next, that'll be after New York. And that would be my third star. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if I want to put in for Berlin this, you know, after this year's race, Right. but I don't know yet because if the possibility of doing London and Berlin, they're kind of far enough apart, but I, a friend of mine was like, you should really just do one wow. marathon a year yeah. to keep yourself healthy. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's one of those, it, it, again, it's one, like there's no right answer, and it's almost like if, if we'll cross the bridge when we get there, so put your name in, but then like, it, at least for me, I f- always feel like when it t- comes to New York, it's like, well, I should probably start putting my name in the hat. Like, I don't have a burning desire to do it, but like everybody that's done New York is like, you should do, like, you've got to do it. It's awesome. It's such a great experience, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, all right, well, maybe I should start putting my name in the hat so that, you know, I can get my eight or 10 rejections before I finally get it. And then eight or 10 years from now, like, it'll be, it'll be the right time to go. Yeah. And then it's like, but then if, as soon as, like, because I don't want it right now, that's when I'll right. get picked. And then you right. can't be the guy that gets picked for New York and then passes on it because everybody else that wanted to get picked and doesn't get picked, they'll come at you with the pitchforks and, you know, right. the whole nine yards. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it drives me crazy when I see somebody, it's my first try. And I get in. Right. Right. So happy you yeah right. okay <laughs> right exactly exactly um big races new york chicago they certainly qualify um and, and i guess you kind of said like you you know just being around that the excitement the atmosphere um have you done other kind of races of maybe you know probably not a whole lot of other fifty thousand person races out there but you know twenty fifteen thousand twenty five thousand like have you done some other big races and, and similar experience of just you know the, the excitement the atmosphere really really gets you going the, I just did the Cherry Blossom 10-miler, mm. and I'm not sure how many people were in that, but that was a good amount of people running around D.C., and that, that just whole experience was amazing from beginning to end. They did a fantastic race, and I would tell everyone, you need to do it. Yeah. It's not only is a beautiful time of year, but the way it was organized, the communication the the expo was a little small, but I think that was COVID related. But it, it was fantastic race. And then I did uh, the Peachtree 10K last year um, with Brian Greensburg, mm. and that was fantastic. That was so much fun. There's a just a huge party afterwards, and but that was cut uh, half due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll be full this year, I think. And I think that's close. It's huge. I think that's the largest 10K, and I want to say 20,000, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think huge. I think you're right on that. And, and 20,000 over 10K doesn't spread out like 20,000 over 26.2 miles. So that's, uh, again, I mean, if you like those big races and that, that feel and just the atmosphere and excitement, I mean, it's it's hard to do better than something like that. Yeah, I, I know a lot with Atlanta because I've had friends that live there, and I've gone through Atlanta a lot getting from Indy to Orlando. Mm-hmm for vacation so it was awesome to to run around but you definitely need to uh do strength training for that one <laughs> because that i never knew there were so many hills in atlanta oh my lord oh yeah yeah i i um i, I don't know how i know that there's hills in atlanta because i've never lived there I, i've never been there for a lot of time I, the most time i spent in atlanta is back in my previous life of athletic training when i was with middle tennessee's uh, university's track and cross country team. We'd, we'd had yep. meets at Georgia tech quite frequently, at least, you know, yep. usually at least a couple per season. Um, but I mean, I'm just on campus. Like we're not like exploring Atlanta. Like we're just kind of, you know, 
popping into the track and, and, and maybe running a little bit through campus, but nothing, nothing crazy. But yeah, I just, I, I for somehow always kind of realized that Atlanta is a lot hillier than you think. And maybe it's just from hearing people complain about every race possible in Atlanta and like how hilly it is. Um, but yeah, those, those hills that, you know, serious, they're serious, they're serious. And, and living in central Florida where I live, um, there's no real way to train for that. You just, you just show up and you're at the mercy of whatever, whatever elevation happens to, to come your way. Right. Um, as is often the case. I, oh, I, I, I was going to say I had a question and lost it because we kept going a little bit and, and you know, that, that's, that's fine. But I, I just remembered it. Um, mentioned kind of, and obviously it's, it's still maybe not, hopefully, hopefully not. I don't know. It's not necessarily top of mind for everybody these days, you know, the, the, the pandemic and, and how that Im- impacted running and, and racing and things like that. I mean, it's still, it's still out there, of course, but um, starting to, to hopefully fingers crossed, getting to the other side of things completely with, without having to, to go back too much more. Um, but being someone that enjoys a race, being someone that enjoys a race with a lot of people, um, how, how did your running, how, how much of an impact did race cancellations for the better part of a year and a half and, and all the restrictions and sizes of fields and, and the adjustment of races uh, during the pandemic, how, how much did that impact you? How did you stay stay relatively on track did you stay on track like how was how was running you know from whatever march of 2020 through the end of 2021 for you it was it derailed completely and i don't know if it had to do with canceling races yeah yeah it did because if i have a plan and i have a race i'm gonna run Mm -hmm. especially with how well things went back in 2019 I was doing my best. Like I was doing the best training. I was doing the best races. I, every single 5k I did in 2019 was a PR from the one before it. And it was height is probably the best running I've done my entire career. And I thought, Nope, I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) But if I don't have a race to train for, I'm not, going to run as much, nowhere near as much, even with the running club. And even with that, when it came to the pandemic, we actually, by the city, was restricted in how many people were going to be able to go out on a run together. And if we were caught, then we were fined. So this was serious. And I just stayed home. I'm just going to stay home and, you know, try to do some work at home and do some home strength training because the gyms were closed as well. It was was rough. Mm -hmm. And I look back on all of my training runs, like I did one, uh, my longest run. I just saw, I apparently three years ago today, I did my longest long run for my best half marathon. It was a 149, 10 miler. So that was like the best, 10 miler I'd ever done and I cry because I want that back yeah it's it's obviously everybody was impacted some form or fashion and and you know like it was it was tough for everybody but yeah for for and I've again I've had this conversation with folks I shoot I've had this conversation with some of the folks that I that I work with and coach where it's just like without the races it was just it was just a struggle and and I get it like I, I no better, no worse. But I, I certainly can remember the times when without a race on the calendar, running was just like, pff, like, yeah. 
you know, best laid sure. plans. Like, oh yeah, I'll go run tomorrow. And, and tomorrow never, never yeah. quite got here. Um, yeah. But now with, with things coming back on, obviously New York out there, like that's, that's a good motivator. Um, are you starting to feel like things are maybe not back to that 149, 10 miler just yet, but are, you know, starting to, to get back into the groove and, and, and start to see some of that fitness coming back? I definitely see it. I definitely feel it. Even with doing the 10 miler, I did the 10 miler the weekend before my half I just did. Mm -hmm. And I did better on my half time than I did on my 10 miler time. So it's there. It it can bounce back quickly. And I even noticed that when I was resting between when I did the half and the marathon, because that was half in May marathon in September. And that's when I did the Air Force marathon, Mm -hmm. which is a fantastic race, too. Oh, if you if you like running around aircrafts and different types of military stuff and oh yeah that was that was really cool and the air force base oh yeah um tangent (laughs) um i bounce back a lot better than uh just as long as i keep consistency i'm good um so i'm taking this week to slow down i'm just putting in like two miles a day right now Mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna go back into structured training for my half in June because I have a half in June a half in October uh, a 10k no a half in uh, September a 10k in October and then the marathon in November and then a big one one in November yeah (laughs) oh I'm so excited (laughs) yeah no that's that's uh, as you should be as you should be and and um you know it's it's easy to say and, and I feel like it's, you know, I feel like everything, literally everything is easier to say than it is to do. Um, but you know, it's, it's easy to say or to tell somebody, you know, the fitness will come back, you know, you get back into a groove, get back into a routine. It doesn't have to be perfect and, and, and consistent and perfect are not synonyms for each other. Um, yeah. get back to being consistent with your training and it may not come back as quickly as you want, but it will come back. Um, and I, I'm glad that you're seeing that because, you know, there's still people that are, that are struggling to get back on, on track after, you know, the better part of two years of, of just everything chaos and, and upended. Yeah. Um, but you know, it starts with one day at a time it, it, as cliche as it is. It starts with one day at a time, getting, getting your walking, getting your, your short run in, whatever it is. Um, and, and it will come back and glad to have somebody else kind of being able to say that, yes, like that's, that was me and, and I'm, I'm getting it back. And, and yeah. Um, you know, it's just going to keep building from here. Yeah, I maybe, but maybe I am one of the lucky ones where I can see that easily. Mm. I I don't know. Um, like I said, I, nobody believes me when I say I've never had a major injury. No, I've been running. Oh Lord have mercy! Almost <laughs> twenty-five years. <laughs> that sounds long. Yeah, that's you know. It's, 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 it is, but it's not because like, you know, good Lord willing, I think, you know, all of us will keep running for however many years you've been going another, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, you know, depending on, on where you are and, and, and things like that, you know, it's, it's, um, it it is what it is, but yeah, staying healthy is, is, is a big, a big piece of the puzzle. And, and, you know, again, back to, to kind of getting out of the routine for a while, getting back into some consistency and seeing the fitness come back, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, maybe a good reminder somewhere in there if I'm piecing, maybe, maybe making a connection that's not necessarily there, but I think there is something to it of like, there's so much fitness that was built over the course of those 20 plus years, 21, 22 years 
that yet, you know, a year, year and a half, whatever the exact dates turn out that you, you weren't as consistent, you weren't running much at all because there weren't races, et cetera, et cetera. Like you don't, yes, you lose fitness. Yes, it's frustrating when you first come back and you're like, God, I can remember the last time I ran, I was running at X pace and now it's, it's whatever. But you don't erode 20 years, 10 years, five years yeah. of, of training yeah. and fitness and muscle memory because you're out for six weeks or two years or whatever. Um, and, and again, I mean, like you're seeing that and, and yeah, it might take six months to get back to where you were, but that's better than 20 years to get back to where you were, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's my, my knee, um, I don't have like problems with it. It just, it feels weird. Um, if I'm not doing uh, proper training and proper strength training, but if I do like lately, it's been fine. I haven't had an issue or anything with it. So as long as the strength training is consistent, that's all it needs. And maybe a few weeks, it's fine. I have no idea what that is or why that is, but I just know if I'm taking care of it and I'm working on it, then it's not a problem. So, yeah. well, and, and, and there's the buzzword consistency, you know, doing, doing some stuff consistently, but also, you know, another one of those like coaching coach speak moments of like being able to, to listen to your body. And so that like, if you do fall off the strength training routine a little bit or, or whatever, you know, whatever, some of the maintenance things, the foam rolling, the stretching, the yoga, whatever, whatever things seem to work for you, you fall off of that a little bit and you start to notice that, Oh, my knees feel a little wonky instead of just ignoring it. Like, Oh yeah. What haven't I been doing lately? I haven't been doing the, for you, the strength training for, for whoever else, whatever it might be and recognizing that, Oh, I need to get back on track with this. That's, you know, that listening to the body piece and then responding accordingly, uh, goes a long way towards 25 years of good health and, and progress. And, you know, hopefully yep. good, good Lord willing, another 25, 30 years more of continuing to yep. run and collecting stars and, and the whole, whole nine yards going forward. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's, that's what I'm, that's, that's the goal. That's yes. That's, and that's the goal. I know that uh, I know that genetics plays a part. Oh, it's, it certainly had, does. Yeah, I've had friends who have had amazingly younger than me have hip replacements already. I just I boggles my mind. And then I have friends who are just a little bit older than me that are having knee replacements, mm-hmm. who are more than willing to try to get back on the the running bandwagon, which once again boggles my mind. Right. I don't know what I would do if I had to have a joint replacement like that, I'd probably try. I'm extremely stubborn. <laughs> well, it, it but, plays a part, but it's not destiny, right? Just like anything. And you right. can do, you can do, you can do all the, the right quote unquote, right things as far as listening to your body and training and this and that and the other, and things can fall apart. You can do all the things wrong, just hammer all the time, never take any rest right. days, just run through all the right. little niggles and never have any serious issues that, that crop up. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's part of the, the equation, but it's not the only part of the equation, but yeah, having, you know, it all works together. Consistency, listening to your body, you know, and, and working with what you got. I mean, that's, that's the nature of, of life, I guess, really, when you, when you really boil it down. Mm-hmm. So as we're, uh, getting close to wrapping up, I feel like sometimes I, I get to this point, I feel like we just got started. I kind of feel like that anyway, but, but again, I mean, it's, it's, look at the clock. The clock doesn't lie as, as, as with running, the clock doesn't lie. <laughs> right. um, getting to the point of, of wrapping up today, Jen, I'm, I'm curious and, and uh, we'll, we'll close off with what I call the philosophical question, which isn't anything super philosophical, but it's just, it's just kind of a, like the introductory question, something relatively generic, throw it out there. 
um, and, and let you take it wherever you want to go with it. And that's where we'll kind of wrap things up for today. But um, just kind of curious, and I, I don't think we really touched on this at, at all. You know, like you said, 20, 25 years-ish, something like that of, of running. Um, why do you still do it? Why is running still an important part of your life? Why is it something that you still enjoy doing um, and, and working to get back and obviously working towards New York and beyond? Why, why is running something that uh, is so important to you? I always take uh, Eliud's uh, no human is limited quote. And there's still so many things I haven't done yet. Like I want to do, well, I want to Boston qualify. And so that's my biggest thing. I want to use running to travel. So I'm really starting to count uh, all the states that I've been to and have done a race. I am really tempted to try to go for the Seven Continents Club, which actually does have a race in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a half marathon and do a race on every continent. Um, you know, there's one, I think it's in Sydney that I want to do. Uh, there's one, I think it's in Peru. That's a, a big one in South America. Um, there's one in Kenya. That would be Africa. Mm-hmm. There's one that does that runs on the Great Wall. So that would be Asia. I mean, it, it takes me places. And so that's why I wanted to, I'm turning myself into, as I've been calling it lately, a wandering runner. Mm. I I'm taking running and I'm traveling the world with it. And that's what I want to keep doing. And I want to be an inspiration to anybody who feels like, you know, no human is limited. Okay, sure. But I want to be that common person, you know, that the, I guess, like I said, a faceless runner, a nameless runner, be that common person that has done all six majors and has run on all seven continents and can show that even the commoner can do anything. All you have to say to yourself is I will. Love it. I love it. I, I, uh, We'll try not to muddy the waters by adding anything because I couldn't say it any better than that. So, uh, y'all, if you wanted to follow along with Jen as she goes forth and, and does all the things over the coming months and years and, and decades and however however long it takes to keep on keeping on uh, on Instagram at 4runningoutloud, on Twitter at 4runningoutld, um, and, and again, disruns.com slash 10 42 disruns.com slash one zero four two. We'll get you back to the show notes today. We'll have the social medias linked up. We'll have other things that we talked about races and, and what, whatnot linked up photos, the whole nine as per usual disruns.com slash one zero four two. Jen, like I said at the beginning, this is, this has been long over long time coming. Uh, yeah. Glad, glad to finally able to, to connect a little more deeply than 140 characters, which I think yeah, was, right? w- was what we were at before. Now we're at 280 yeah. characters. Um, yeah, there was a change. Yeah, but glad to have, you know, 45, 50 minutes, something like that, to, to take the word count out the window, the character count out the window, yeah. just chat for a bit. Um, but thanks so much for the time. Thanks for, uh, for, for, being up for being up for a chat. And uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best training up for, for New York and, and everything beyond that and looking forward to staying in touch and maybe doing it again at some point down the road. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Jen and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? 
You know it's coming. You know it's coming. When is it coming? It's coming right now. Du jour. For me, it was it was the idea that Jen mentioned there towards the end of of becoming a wandering runner. And I don't know that I've ever thought about it that way, but I I feel like I don't know, like maybe maybe it's my old age catching up to me, or maybe it's just you know my years in the sport. Maybe it's talking to people over you know the last eight years almost and and hearing so many different stories and different races and experiences and things like that but the idea of being a wandering runner appeals to me i think a little bit more and more every day and and i think that the reason that it appeals to me is because by almost by definition right wandering can mean just about anything you know it could be like what jen's talking about of of these ambitions of running the majors and running a race on all the different continents and finding different different things and different you know just continuing to travel and, and using running as a vehicle pun somewhat intended although accidentally stumbled upon but we'll take credit for it uh, using running as a vehicle to do that traveling and and I mean that was that that still is a goal of mine to to run a, you know a race in all fifty or a marathon in all fifty states um, and you know a big part of that is that that traveling mindset but also I think I'm I'm more open now than I was certainly, you know, a decade ago um, to the idea of, of kind of being a wandering runner in terms of not just worrying about and not just focusing on road marathons, you know, dipping my toes into more trail stuff, dipping my toes into more and potentially longer ultras, maybe, maybe getting into some shorter, faster stuff once in a while, still probably no 5Ks or at least as few of those as possible, but maybe, maybe finding some more 10Ks or maybe finding, you know, if there's options or opportunities to run 10 mile races, um, which is still, it kind of makes me chuckle that I, th- I think of a 10 mile race as something shorter and faster, but that's another topic for another day. But just the idea of maybe being less, less, I don't know, pigeonholed, if you will, in terms of I'm a, I'm a half marathoner or I'm a marathoner or I do roads or I do trails or whatever, and just kind of wandering around and, and experiencing, you know, all the different aspects and different areas within the sport of running, you know, like you can wander around the, the country looking for races to run. You can wander around the world looking for races to run, or maybe you could just wander around your local area running the different types of races that are available. And, and like I said, I don't know that I've ever heard it mentioned the way that Jen said about becoming more of a wandering runner. Um, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, I love that. And my mind immediately went to just wandering through different distances, different trails and roads and whatever, hybrids, rails to trails, whatever, loops, you know, all the different types of races that are out there and how I feel like that's, that's more enticing to me now than it was, you know, when I, when I set the intention of running a marathon in every state back in, in right about 10 years ago from now, back in 2012, I think is when that goal kind of really became a, a thing. So, you know, I don't know. I guess that's, that's my, my takeaway is just the idea of embracing wandering once in a while. And, um, however that may look for you, at least for me, however it looks for me is my takeaway that I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Jen. I, I think I'm, I'm down with being a wandering runner. Um, just maybe, maybe my wanders might not go quite as, as around the world as yours, but who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe they will. You never know. You never know. 
But uh, y'all, what about you? What stood out to you from today? What was your takeaway from today's episode? If you're willing to share it, I would love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also shoot me an email with uh, your takeaways from today, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can also head over to the show notes for today, which you can get to by pointing your browser over to Dizruns.com slash 1042, Dizruns.com slash 1042. And after the the recap of the, the episode, the links to connect with Jen, links to races we talked about, links to other various nonsense that I always have in every one of the, the show notes posts. Um, there's also that section down at the bottom, the comment section, where you can leave your thoughts and your feedbacks and your takeaways from today's episode right there. And they will live on in perpetuity, or at least as long as I keep paying for website hosting, which I intend to keep doing for quite some time. So leave your comments and f- thoughts and feedbacks and find all the links from today's episode at disruns.com slash 1042. One last time before we wrap up for today, Tailwind is the sponsor for today or the affiliate partner or the whatever you want to call it. If you want to support the show, one way of doing so, get yourself some Tailwind by using the link disruns.com slash Tailwind. And uh, whatever you get, whatever whatever flavor du jour happens to be your flavor, um, or like I said, get a, get a multi, get a couple different flavors, whatever. Whatever works for you works for me. But if you use the link disruns.com slash Tailwind, at no additional cost for you, I'll get I'll get a few shekels back in the bank account my way, which certainly helps keep this thing keeps this thing on the rail, keeps it going and hopefully growing uh, into its eighth year and beyond. This is kind of bananas to think about. Uh, fun fact for those listening this this long, um, Addison heard me do the the call out for you know Disruns dot er, uh, you know Disruns Radio episode ten forty two. She was like a thousand and forty two. Yeah, I started this before she was born. Bananas. Bananas. Anyway, I'll, I'll wrap this one up now. There's a little Easter egg for you about uh, the, the show number for today and how long we've been doing this. And no plans on slowing down anytime soon. So we'll keep going if you keep listening. And uh, if you want to keep spreading the word, hey, I'll accept that too. Hit that share button. Tell a friend about the show. And uh, y'all, until next time, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.